ready to take a ride, grab your coffee, and strap yourself in. If you listen, I can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. Welcome aboard, everybody, to our Monday broadcast here on June 19th, 2023. The first broadcast coming from the White Mountains, where men are still free. We've escaped the cyber ghettos, and we're broadcasting on our own power here on OmegaManRadio.com. We're their own chat room where people can be free. <laughs> okay, well, we're not totally decoupled. I still use Skype, and I think we're all still stuck with Windows, so, well, bit by bit. Amen? Okay, let's go ahead and get our first guest on. Let's get the Coens on. Here we go. I'm dialing. Hello, my friends. Okay. Good morning to me. Yes, good morning. Hello, Sister. How you doing today, Sister Miriam? Always. Thank you. And how about you? You're always blessed. Well, I'm doing okay. The babies are battling illness again. So keep them lifted mm. up in prayer. You know, um, about a week ago, I was standing outside waiting on a scooter taxi, and I looked up in the sky, and I saw this long, white trail of something up there. Now, it wasn't like the contrails that you might expect from a 747. This was solid like someone had just painted it with a, a brush, horizontal, thick, thin, it wasn't billowy clouds and some stuff that I've come to, you know, as contrails. I think this was a literal chemtrail. And uh, I'm not surprised because a few years ago during the uh, the craziness that was COVID-19, we saw footage over here of a C-130 Hercules plane operated by the government flying over Jakarta, the main city, and dumping stuff out of 55-gallon um, drums. Some kind of disinfectant. Who knows what was in it? I don't think anybody on the ground knew. And so there was a lot of uh, talk about, there were some that were not so happy with the lockdowns and the, you know, the forced, or, you know, the, the vaccines that people were being bullied to take. Nobody's actually been forced yet that I know of over here where they held you down. But uh, because there was enough uh, backlash and people that were disobedient, I guess the government decided to spray yeah. from thousands hmm. of feet up. No, it could they, do they do mosquito sprays there? Uh, they do do that, and uh, I have been fumigated against my will, where a whole crew come through the uh, this the um, subdivision here and sprayed a fog so thick you would have needed a gas mask to breathe through it. Uh, that reminds me, just a few days ago, uh, I got into an almost got into an altercation with one of the people here on the street. I heard that familiar sound that I've heard before. It sounds like somebody's cranking up a, a weed whacker. And it is a form of a weed whacker, but it's got a canister on there with a chemical spray. <laughs> and so uh, the whole neighborhood apparently uh, agreed to be uh, fumigated, uh, except I didn't get the memo. And when I heard it, I went out there and see what was going on, and I stopped them. And I had to use sign language because I don't speak Bahasa and they don't speak English. <laughs> But I was able to thwart uh, another fumigation because uh, it's terrible. When they fumigate you, 
the gas comes in and comes up through all the uh, the ducts and piping so it comes up through my kitchen sink through the bathroom drains it's horrible and uh, at threat of calling the police actually and I think the guy got the message and he skipped my house but uh, narrowly man narrowly if I hadn't been here I'd been asleep I would have missed it and um, yeah we've had that happen so you know just some things that you don't expect to have happen to you but they don't do that in America as far as I know but over here kind of commonplace they could gas you at any time so <laughs> you know when I grew up they did they went up and down the streets with the with big tanks that oh, were spraying out yeah, up and down the streets that was in Germany wow oh, oh where in, in Texas Texas oh my goodness you know there's been uh, Dr. Mercola and others have put out a lot of articles now on uh, the effects of uh, insecticides that are having now, provenly having now, on all forms of Alzheimer, dementia, and Parkinson. And I think and, that's um, what they the they spray it under the you know the under the the guise of I guess we're going after dengue, and you know maybe it kills the mosquitoes, but what's it doing to us in the meantime? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I want to breathe that stuff. So. You know, uh, to my neighbors, they want to be fumigated, that's fine. And uh, finally, a, a neighbor that does speak some English came home, and I talked to him. I said, uh, man, what the hell's going on over here? And he said, you didn't get the text? I said, what text? Oh, we sent out two texts that they were coming to spray. And I said, I guess my wife didn't read the text, but I said, nonetheless, I've said before, do not spray my house. I've got children here. I've got a dog here. Who's going to pay if my dog gets sick? You know, <laughs> Uh, but well, I, you can say keep it to your neighbor, but it doesn't stay to your neighbor. Um, you know that that stuff blows around, all blow, blow around for blocks. Oh yeah, even longer than that. I could smell it, and they'll blow it on the street behind us, and the wind catches it. And you see this fog coming over, and you know I do all I can do. Um, literally, I run water down the drains, have to put a tile maybe under the door, but uh, it's horrible. One time when it first came, I didn't know what was going on, and and I woke up on a Sunday morning, smelled something, and I heard something, came in, and I saw this mist rising up. It was already waist high in my house. It was coming through the drains. It was horrible. And uh, coated everything with a with an insecticide, and we had to wash it all down. So, you know, that stuff gets in your lungs, and uh, that's really been, I think, attacking everybody's lungs over here. It's just horrible. Amen. Um you know, there's so many of these diseases that they consider fairly new or they hadn't been around um, 80 years ago. And what happened right after World War II that uh, would bring so much heavy metal poisoning? Well, that was the introduction to aluminum cookware. Yes. And over almost every family had aluminum pots and pans. And uh, when you boil even water or anything in that, uh, the aluminum comes off, and uh, so so much of the uh, the memory and the Alzheimer's, um, Parkinson's, any of the neurological diseases, they're all looking now for heavy metal poisoning, Absolutely. and the first thing they look for is aluminum. Absolutely. So uh, that many of these diseases are fairly new. Um, you know, there's been there were strains of them 100, 150 years ago. Uh, Parkinson's been around 100 and something years, but it never flared up like it is now. 
Well, you know, and I think we mentioned this before, that coupled with the Teflon that was released in the 50s, and everybody loved it, nonstick cooking ware. And, you know, it is convenient, mm-hmm. but then they find out that uh, it gets in, it can have pro- cause problems on your reproductive system, cause birth defects, and I think it's said that it's been around now for 70 years, such as the fact that you could probably find it in every one of our bloodstreams. So, um, again, we mm-hmm. we don't use aluminum or Teflon where we can help it. And uh, there was a time a few years ago, I literally went under the the uh, the stove where we hold our pots and pans, got rid of it all. Mama Narita wasn't happy, <laughs> but I came in and replaced it with what I could, uh, stainless steel, and there was like a green Same. a green coating. I don't know if that's much better, but you know, non-PFOA, PFOE. Fine. Yeah, the green coating is fine. Just and, doing uh, what it's you copper can. Copper based and also cast iron. And stainless steel. And stainless steel, yes. Well, good, but I am sure glad the Lord is our healer. Amen. So, regardless of what comes on, uh, no matter what is sprayed and what we ingest and what uh, comes off in transmission, God is still our healer. And so we stand against, in the natural realm, we do all we can that we're knowledgeable of. But I know that by his stripes, we have already been healed of every sickness and every disease. Anything that mankind can come up with now has already been healed. By the blood of Jesus. So Amen. when I Amen. detected that Judah had a fever today, I'd asked him to come give me a hug, and he was kind of slow lethargic he did give me a hug and then i just felt the heat coming off him and i said mama he's got a fever no wonder he's he's kind of lethargic today and uh i said lord jesus well you know we have other things here we got super silver and you know you can find your medicines and so forth but that's not what i went to i did what i know to do and i laid hands on him and i rebuked the fever in jesus name I pled the blood of Jesus over him, and I commanded him to be healed in Jesus' name. Ask God to send his word and heal him. And uh, that's the only hope we really got. I did it again today, and uh, I'm stepping out in faith. And uh, apart from that, what do we have in these times? We have not seen anything yet. Literal bioweapons are being formulated to be released on the populace. If we don't have Jesus, we have no hope tonight. Back to you. Okay, we got Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. He forgives all of your iniquities, heals all of your diseases. He redeems your life from destruction, heals all of your diseases, all of your diseases redeems your life from terminality, from destruction, crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy, satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Lord, I thank you that we have your word, which is medicine. Lord, as it says in Proverbs, it's a healing to our innermost parts. It's a moistening to the marrow, to our immune system. To our, literally to our bones. To our bones, yes. Healing in every wit matter. 
and in the midst of this, we come against every spirit of infirmity that would try to come upon us or upon the people in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. And Shannon, thank you. Happy Father's Day yesterday. Well, thank you. And yeah, happy. You're a good father, Shannon. Well, I can always do a better job, but I want to do better. And happy Father's Day to you, too. Amen. El Dia de Padre. Amen. <laughs> okay, let's see what Galatians has to say, what Paul has been saying. Uh, we went through Galatians 1, 2, and 3 the past weeks, and we're calling this Let Religion Die, because religion makes you impotent, makes you weak, and makes you unable to reproduce. And we have seen the church in America, the church in Europe, and probably many other places, has been incredibly weak, incredibly impotent. We do not make a mark in society. We are not casting uh, our votes in governmental that is being heard. So we need to strengthen ourselves. And one of the ways you have to do that is to break the spirit of religion off of our lives in every wit manner. Amen. And as I've been teaching this, uh, teaching actually for many years in many different places, you know, people will rise up and think, well, their denomination is okay. Well, I come from this background. I was raised this way. That's not religious. You know, the religious spirit is across the street in the other building. But I need to say every denomination just for it to become a denomination, has been encapsulated with a religious spirit that needs to be broken off of us. And that includes uh, the newer ones, you know, the uh, um, any of the charismatic and such. We need to constantly ask the Lord, God, is there any religious spirit that we are carrying? And the grace of God upon us now is the power of God to do within us what he has called us to do. The grace of God is the power of God within us to be able to do what he's called us to do. Amen. Mary, you want to open up in prayer for the word? Go ahead. Okay. Boker Tov, Abba Father. Boker Tov, Shannon, and your lovely family. We, we do love seeing you. We love hearing from you. And most of all, of course, we love hearing from the word of God and what God has to say for us this day and for every day forward. Bless your holy name as we ask you to bless all those that are listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. And we have been blessed the past few days. Our adult grandkids have been visiting us from Israel. Yes. So it's their first time uh, here uh, seeing our part of the country and seeing us. So that has been very nice. They are lovely people, and they love the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So Paul says in uh, Romans chapter 1, verse 15, But when it pleased the Lord who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the Gentiles. 
So Paul is saying his conversion, his testimony, his coming to the Lord was that Father God revealed his son, Jesus, Yeshua, in him. And so that's how he had such a powerful start in the Lord. But he did spend many years away in the desert meditating, uh, praying, and uh, again, he didn't have a New Testament. He had what we would call the Old Testament, the Tanakh, the Torah, the Haftorah, the prophets, the um, Proverbs and Psalms. Um, he, he had all that, and that's what revealed to him what God was doing in bringing forth his son. And it says that in verse 6, 1, 6, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ. Every one of us, by grace, we have been saved through faith, not of any of our own works, least in any way we should boast. But then Paul says, but what am I seeing here? And, you know, this is just a few years after the resurrection of Jesus. We're not talking about centuries later, just years later. <coughs> and Paul is now saying, you are turning away to another gospel. It's still a gospel, but it's another, a different gospel. Because now you are trying to please God through works. You're thinking if you pray enough, read the word enough, um, worship enough, that it's going to bring God's love, God's purposes on your life. And Paul is saying that is a wrong understanding. Everything is by the grace of God, and we are to live from what he has done and not from we what we do. It's by faith only. Amen. Faith in Yeshua. Amen. So we have to really come to an understanding or a full knowledge of what has Jesus done for us when he rose from the dead. He forgiven all sin. He forgave sin. He forgiven the old nature. Um, he has opened the heavenlies for us that every one of us can come boldly before the throne of grace to receive grace and mercy to help us in our time of need. You know, and that Hebrew statement is so vast to understand because in the Old Testament times, no one can approach God in the temple except the high priest once a year. You would die if you came boldly into the throne room of God, into the temple in that and if you, if God didn't kill you immediately, the Pharisees would have stoned you immediately. But, you know, but now Jesus has made a way for us to boldly come into his presence. So, Lord, I thank you, Father. There's so many listening now that I know have needs in their life and, and so many areas of needs in their life. Financial, work needs, family needs, children adult children, parents, so many needs that are out there, sicknesses and diseases, housing, food, not only in America or Europe or Bali and, or in Indonesia, but worldwide there are tremendous needs 
that need to be be resolved in Jesus. And we can come boldly today, even right now, before the throne of grace and receive grace and mercy to help us in every area of our life. Amen. So, Lord, I thank you, and we love you today. And I thank you for the grace of God that's available for me, for Miriam, for Shannon, and for all of our listeners. The grace of God that is available. And there is nothing we need to do by works to receive, to increase, to change that grace in any way. And even our callings in God have been there from the foundations of the world. So now Galatians, uh, let's look at Galatians 4, um, no, Galatians 3, verse 23. I think this is where we ended up last week. But before faith came, we were kept under guard by the law, kept for the faith that would afterward be revealed. So we were confined by the law until Jesus came until he rose from the grave, opened the heavenlies, where we could now walk in the faith of God. So the law then was a tutor to bring us to Christ that we might be justified by faith. The only way to have justification, the only way to wear the robes of righteousness is by faith in Yeshua, Jesus. Amen. There is no way following the law, even if you followed the law to every jot and tittle, it will not bring you into the righteousness of God. The righteousness of God is something that we receive even right now, we can lift our hands up and say, God, I receive your robe of righteousness. Okay. It is by faith, though. It's by believing. God honors faith. So, but after faith has come, we are no longer under the tutelage of the law. For you are all sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ. It's a big statement there, Miriam. Verse 26 there, yes. and that we know we're all children of God, and we'll talk about that, we'll sing about that, but how many years in the Lord are you going to stay a child of God? When are you going to grow up in that? Because we are now all sons of God through faith in Jesus. Mm -mm. So that's Romans three twenty-six. It's a good verse for me Hallelujah. to know. I'm going to circle it there, and that's just to bring it out again. For as many of you that were baptized into Christ have put on Christ, have put on it. It's the cloak of the Holy Spirit over your life. For as many of you who are baptized into Christ have put on Christ. And that means also to have the mind of Christ. So we need to have our thought life, our minds completely cleansed and dedicated to the Lord. Even right now, it says, put on the mind of Christ. So Lord, I reach up and I put on that mind. Amen. I put on that helmet of salvation. 
over Hallelujah. my head, over Miriam here, yes. over Shannon. Lord, I thank you that we can walk in the mind, the thoughts, the purposes of Christ. And I love it in the word. It says the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is truly our strength. And we cannot keep these commandments except through him and in him and in his strength. Amen. Amen. For there's neither Jew nor Greek, neither slave nor free, neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. All one in Christ Jesus. Neither in the realm of the spirit, not in the natural in the realm of the spirit, God is not honoring a Jew above a Gentile in any way. There is no better purposes being a Jew and uh, or being a wannabe Jew. I see so many Gentiles coming to Messianic congregations and wanting to be Jewish. I have no idea why. There's nothing in the scripture in the New Testament through the resurrection of Jesus, that's saying to be a Jew gives you any more points above being a Gentile. It's all by faith. Neither slave nor free, neither male nor female. <laughs> Nothing about having a sex change in the realm of the spirit is going to profit you anything. God forbid. And Shannon, I don't think there's anything having a sex change in the natural realm that's going to profit you anything. Right. <laughs> but that's that's whole other topics. I know. That's true. Then. Mm -mm. But we are all one in Christ. And, uh, you know, here where I live in the South, they say, well, one of the most segregated places in the South still today is Sunday morning in church. Because here we have the black church, the Spanish church, the white church, the messianic congregation. You know, there's still so much division yet. And we all have to realize we are all one in Christ. There's no such thing in the spirit realm of having a black spirit, having a white spirit, a Spanish Hispanic spirit. We're all one. It's just it's one spirit in Christ. And that is the prayer of Jesus. He says, Amen. Father, I pray they would be one as you and I are one. That was his heart. That was his desire. And we are the ones to do that. Amen. And, you know, it does say in 1 Corinthians and that... Uh, <laughs> Turn right to it here. 12, 13. For by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, whether male or female, whether black or white or Hispanic or Oriental or yellow or brown, and all have been made to drink into that one spirit. We've all yes. been made to drink yes. of the one spirit. Thank you, Father. And verse 29 of chapter 3, And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. 
If you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise of God. And we read about that last week um, in uh, chapter 3, uh, verse 8. The scripture foreseeing that God would justify the nations by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, In you all the nations shall be blessed, and those who are of faith, the faith of God, are blessed with believing Abraham. Boy, Abraham believed on the Messiah. And it was counted unto him as righteousness. Amen. He believed on the death and the resurrection of the Son of God. He saw that a thousand years before it happened. And that, and uh, it says that God himself preached the gospel. That's the good news. He came down and preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand. So even right now, we need to walk in the faith of God and recognize that we are all Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And I will say this again, and I'm Jewish from background, grew up very Jewish, um, uh, almost Orthodox my family, and that, but I have so many seen that there's still a separation, even in Israel, between the Messianic Jewish believers and the Gentile believers, and that that think they one has a better or more than the other. But you are all of the seed of Abraham. The seed of Abraham. And, you know, Abraham was before there were ever the 12 tribes. Yes. So, he and, was the father of them. Amen. And we're all heirs of the promise and according to the promise. So let's go to chapter 4, Shannon. This is getting good. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ from a slave, though he is a master of all. Now, we are all heirs and joint heirs with Christ. But it's saying there, as long as we are still a child in the faith, then there's no difference between us and anyone, any new believer and that. Uh, but we need to now grow up into our sonship and that. So we say that as long as he's a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is master of all but it's under guardians and students, tutors, until the time appointed by the Father. Even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. The elements, the things of the world. As long as you were a child, you were under protection, you were watched over, don't cross the street, don't put your hand on the stove, you know, you are still under the tutelage of the adults. But when the fullness of time had come, God had sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. We got to recognize he was born under the law to redeem those who were under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons. 
That's right. And that, so he came to redeem us out from under the law. So why are we still trying to somehow live under a legal system? What we touch, what we look at, what we eat, you know, holidays and moons and new moons, we'll go into that more in a moment. But we just put ourselves into a legalistic mentality. We put on ourselves, Miriam, thinking that we're going to get better or closer to God. Because of that. Because of that. That God will be pleased with us more. If we observe this, if we don't eat that food, if we eat this food, if we uh, don't do this on one day a week and make another day of the week more holy than another day in that, you know, the moment you do that, you are putting yourself under a legalistic spirit. And it's amazing, Shannon, how many people do that, thinking that it's giving them a form of righteousness. And we pray that God will forgive them and show them the truth. Because Yeshua says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. And, you know, and I'm always, as I've I've read this and talked to so many times, I'm always looking at my own life. Is there anything I'm doing, anything we're doing, that we think is going to give us greater access or greater faith uh, not faith i mean greater any works that an we're edge. doing is going <laughs> to yes give us an edge into god's favor god's love god's favor is there for all of us all the time because that's who he is god is love Amen. it's not just he is loving he is love. That's who he is. God will never leave you nor forsake you because that's his nature. He can't. It's not in him to forsake his children in any way. So Jesus came in the fullness of time, and that would have been around, what, uh, uh, the turn of uh, AD 3 or so. In the fullness of time, God sent his son born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law. In a sense, that would be the whole Jewish congregation, the whole Jewish state, to redeem all of them out from under the law. Not that they would keep the law. And that they might receive the adoption as sons. Adoption and to be adopted to come into the family of God is a permanent affair. God does not unson you, He doesn't unadopt you. You are in, you are brought into the family of God by faith through the accepting of Jesus as your Messiah. You know, honey, there's the understanding that natural children could be. Um, that's the word I'm looking for. Mm. They could be. Well, not unsunned. Mm-hmm. But but the adopted sons could not. The, yeah. law, the law did not allow for that. So, oh, for, some, for an adopted child to be unadopted. Yes, to be disinherited. Disinherited. Could not be disinherited mm. because Yeshua adopted us all into his family. 
Hallelujah. So, Lord, even now, Lord, I pray for a spirit of revelation and light and illumination to come on all of us that we would understand that we are now sons of God adopted into God's family. And God is now our father. Jesus is our older brother. And we're all of the family of God. God is now our father. And, you know, you may have had a lot of child trials in your childhood with your natural father, but you have now come out of that family. That's true deliverance. That's true breaking the generational spirit is to recognize I am no longer of that lineage. And there's nothing that is keeping you in that old lineage because faith brings you into the family of God as sons of God. Lord, impart that today to the people. Impart that today to the hearers of this program. Lord, that they would receive the illumination that you are sons and you are growing up into your sonship and God is calling you to be sons, to act as sons to rule and reign in his kingdom, to rule and reign over your areas, <laughs> as you said, Shannon, earlier, to rule and reign over your property, your neighbor's property, your village, your town, your city, and that, even our state, our whole country. We have been called as sons to rule and reign to destroy the works of darkness and bring forth the light of the Son of God. And in truth, I am now a son because there is no, neither male, male nor, nor female, female as sons. Amen. And because you are sons, God has sent forth his spirit of his son, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of his son into your hearts crying out, Abba, Father, therefore you are no longer a slave, but a son, and an heir of God through Christ Jesus. Ooh, hallelujah. And here in America right now, there's been a whole move of those who have been slaves in their past generations. It could be 200 years ago. But, you know, you have a generational slavery and they're trying to recognize it, be, re, you know, be financially reimbursed in some way. But I'm telling people, do not identify any longer with your generational slavery. For you are not a slave any longer. Your new name is freedom. It's freedom. Freedom from the past. Amen. Your new name is freedom. Freedom Amen. that will last. Woo. Amen. So you're an heir of God through Christ. You're no longer a slave. And so, Lord, again, I just speak to break the shackles of slave mentality. Offer the people in Jesus' name. When Jesus rose from the dead, he broke those chains. 
You are no longer a slave. You are no longer under any form of slavery. So take captive of every thought. Do not think of it. And I would encourage you not even to confess it. And I'm not sure it's a good thing to even look for financial reimbursement to say, oh, my great-great-great-grandfather was a slave, so it's in my lineage, and I need to be, you know, reimbursed for that. I would not even identify it or speak of it any longer. Because the promises of our Father God and Yeshua are so much higher than those promises that the government's trying to get us mm -hmm. to accept, right? Amen. Amen. And again, even at this point, if you haven't come to fully recognize that you are a son adopted into his family, we just ask the Lord even right now, Lord, bring this full salvation, the full gospel message into understanding into our lives in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Just receive him today. Receive every form of him. Amen. Receive Amen. all that he has done for you. I just encourage you to open your arms wide. Receive all that the Lord has done for you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. But then indeed, when you did not know God, you served those which by nature are not gods. Before you knew God, you served those by what? That sure is me. I was, before I got saved, I was in India. I was an ordained Swami. I was a, quote, a practicing Hindu, bowing and lighting incense and flowers and food to stones that were carved out to look like a god, to pieces of wood that were to look like a god. I was serving, <laughs> I was serving nature, natural stuff, even nature itself, but not God himself. And that's why that scripture says, oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? That mm. kind of thinking was actually under a bewitchment, under Amen. a deception of the enemy. Amen. And, you know, before you knew God, you served those that were nature were not God. And that could be your business. That could be your boss or what you did in the secular world, the idolatries of the secular world. You served, you served things that were not God at all. And Shannon, I know in Bali, Indonesia, you can walk the streets there and see little markets and stands and trees covered with idols and, and, and incense burning and flowers and food offering. And uh, I've seen that in, in Japan with the ancestor worship, seen it all over India and Africa, the nations and Haiti that I've been to. You know, it's the fallen man that wants to worship a god. But the fallen nature doesn't want to receive the real God. Oh, that's so true, unfortunately. Mm -mm. So, but now, verse 9, 4 verse 9, <coughs> but now after you have known God, or rather are known by God, 
How is it you turn again to the weak and beggarly elements to which you desire again to be in bondage? You observe days and months and seasons and years. What is that saying there? Is he talking about the Old Testament law? Is he talking about days, Sabbath days and jubilees and months and fast days and feast days and seasons and years? Are we trying to observe things that God has set us free from? And I know I battle with many Jews and those that I know closely with their dietary laws, the kosher laws. You know, where, where in the Testament does God say to continue to follow strict dietary laws? I know the purpose of it and where it came from, but it's, it's under the Old Testament law to separate yourself from the nations. But God doesn't want you to be separate from the nations any longer. He wants the nations to be all part of his family. So verse 11 says, I'm afraid for you, lest I have labored for you in vain. Brethren, I urge you to become as I am, for I am as you are. You have not injured me at all. Paul says, I started in faith. I have stayed in faith. And you have all started in faith. By grace you have been saved. You've started in faith. Stay in faith. Yes. Stay in the faith of God. And don't come back under the bondage of legalistic systems in any way. And, you know, I could bring that into denominational systems. And here we have several denominations in the town I am, people that are trying to be holy by their dress. Do you think if you keep your hair a certain way, if you don't wear jewelry, or if you do wear jewelry, that any of that is going to bring you into holiness? God wants us all to walk in holiness, the holiness of the Lord the holiness of the spirit, Amen. not the holiness of what you eat or what you wear or how you talk. That doesn't bring you into a place. We are to speak the word of God. What we say is incredibly important and in how we say it. So again, Paul is saying I've had a revelation of coming out from under the bondage of the law. I want you to become like I am. Know your freedom. And, you know, even now, Shannon, if I went down and preached that in any Jewish synagogue, they would rise up to try to stone me in, in, indirectly. And that, because the Jews are still so attached to their laws and what they're to do. Do not touch, do not taste. You know, observing days and months and seasons and years. And this was written 2,000 years ago and it's still apropos to the synagogues in my town and to the Jews all over Brooklyn and New York and Israel that are trying to 
keep a righteousness by works. But you know that because of physical infirmity, I preached the gospel to you first. And my trial, your test, which was in my flesh, you did not despise or reject, but you received me as an angel of God. You received me even as Christ Jesus. For then, for what then was the blessing you enjoyed? For I bear you witness that if possible, you would have plucked out your own eyes and given them to me. That's the wounds from the stoning that he had. Have I therefore become your enemies because I tell you the truth? They we didn't want to hear the truth. Yeah, we could say that today. And that if I went to some of the denominations right up the street from me. That's true. And preached this. Would I become their enemy because I tell them the truth? And zealously court you? But for no good, yes, they want to exclude you, that you may be zealous for them. But it is good to be zealous and a good thing also, not only when I'm present with you, but absent. So my little children, for whom I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in you, I would like to be present with you now and to change my tone but i have my doubts about it boy i wish i was right there with you instead of sending this letter <laughs> and that and uh, be able to say this directly change my tone but i have my doubt you still might not receive it oh. you still want to stay under a form of the law and father you know shannon most of the people that we're talking to today are probably not Jewish in background. We're not ministering just in Israel or in Jewish congregations. And that they're Gentiles that have come to the Lord and that all of them are believers of family of God. And Paul is saying, come out from under every form of bondage of legalism. Look at if you feel like you have been impotent meaning powerless, unable to reproduce. But if you feel like your, your walk in the Lord has been impotent, examine yourself then. Say, God, am I under any form of a religious spirit? Am I under any form of man? And that means man trying to save himself, and you cannot. Only Jesus can save you from your sin and deception. Amen. Amen. Shannon, I think I would like to end at that verse because we're going on to a whole different subject here in the rest of chapter 4, that law and grace cannot coexist together. So we can pick that up next week. I think these are such important Versus such important uh, letter, this letter of the Galatians at this moment. And, you know, there are some co Jewish congregations, Messianic congregations, that they wouldn't even read the letter of the Galatians. They don't. They don't read it because they don't know how to understand it. And they, they you know, they think it's <laughs> what it's telling them. <laughs> what are you guys doing in that? Worshiping. 
I mean, worshiping the Torah and that. They do. They worship the, the, the Torah. Uh, it is a holy book. It is of God. But we worship Christ Jesus and him crucified. Yeshua, the Son of God, he's the one we look to now in Jesus' name. And the unction is so clear, O foolish Galatians. Having begun in the Spirit, are you now going to end in the flesh? Amen. And so remember what we shared last week, Miriam, and that, that the law cannot justify you. You can practice all the dietary laws. And that and we see that in Hinduism, we see that in Islamics, uh, we see that in in uh, in in, in, um, in the Buddhist in the boy and through Africa, and that we see so many are trying to justify themselves through following a set of laws, and that the law cannot produce righteousness in you. It's not going to give you the righteousness of God by following any legalism. Whether you dress, whether you ride a buggy, whether you paint your bumpers black, whether you don't wear buttons, you know, none of it is going to bring you into the righteousness and holiness of God. The law cannot give you the Holy Spirit we see you receive the Holy Spirit by faith, and also the law cannot produce miracles. And that is what is so needed right now, is the miraculous intervention of God into every place of need to the manifestation of the miraculous. And I thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. So, Lord, I bless the hearers of this word today. And, uh, you know, you might come and say, well, Ron, Pastor Ron, I have a problem with what you've been sharing. And I would say, well, what verse don't you like? <laughs> All we've been doing is reading the book of Galatians. The scriptures. The scripture, yes. So pray and ask God for the truth. Because oh, he no. says, I am the way and the truth. And the life. Amen. So I speak and I impart the spirit of life to you today, the anointing of God to you today in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, I bless you. We love you. I thank you, Lord. You are my Father. You are all of our Father. And I recognize you as Father, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name today, in Jesus' name. And it says in his word that we will know, they will know we are Christians by the love we have for one another. Amen. That's how the world will know. Amen. Amen. So if we continue, as if God wills, next week, we start to talk about the Jerusalem which is above, which is free, which is the mother of us all. Mm, interesting statement. Well, Shannon, I will turn it over Amen. to you. Great word today. What Great shall word. we title this for the archive? 
Oh, I guess it's still uh, Let Religion Die, Part 4. Okay, Part 4 it is. Uh, Brother Ron, tell people how they can contact you and Sister Miriam, tune into your programs, and support your ministry. Very good. Thank you, Shannon, for offering that. And, um, well, this afternoon, so a few hours from now, um, we, uh, we go into Germany on Zoom. If anyone would like to join us, just uh, give me a call or an email, and I'll send you the link into Germany. Uh, I think Wednesday morning we're into Rwanda, uh, then on Saturday, Sunday into the States again. So we have quite a few programs we do during the week you can all be a part of. Uh, you can reach me in my email, roncohen47 at aol.com, r-o-n-c-o-h-e-n-4-7 at aol.com. My, e- my uh, website is uh, www.roncohen.org, r-o-n-c-o-h-e-n dot org. And uh, even there, you'll see then uh, the links and the way to call in for some of the meetings. Email me. Uh, You can call me at 302-559-1766. Miriam and I are always available. Uh, Any hard cases, we'll send them over to Shannon. (laughs) (laughs) 302-559-1766. And, you know, Shannon, even during this program, I had the phone next to me. I got three texts already from uh, from Pakistan. The little fellowships are there that are all in great need. They said the children are hungry. Wow. Um, we haven't sent them over an offering yet. It's already the 19th of the month. So, And then also in Haiti, we have a great need in Haiti. They just had another earthquake. Uh, a, a week and a half ago, and floods. Oh boy! boy so much destruction in Haiti, and uh, we have two fellowships. We have two hundred children there that are also waiting for our monthly donation. And so I can only give what comes in when it comes in. But if you can support any of us, uh, everything that comes to us, we just put right out to taking care of the children there and in India and Rwanda and such and also don't forget Omega Man Radio and to support Shannon and his program he is our link Amen. and you can do that with us uh, through PayPal uh, through my email roncohen47 at aol.com PayPal through Zelle Um, we take any credit card debit cards Amex uh, give me a call and we can do all of that and also cash app on uh, my email. So thank you, Shannon. We bless you, love you. Okay, I was going to ask you if you had cash app. That's good news. And what is your cash yep. app dollar sign? Oh, dollar sign, uh, Ron Cohen 47. Okay, Ron Cohen 47. Okay, that's good news. Um, before we close, I have uh, moved all assets over to OmegaManRadio.com, digital assets. And so, folks, that's your one place to go. Uh, We stream from the website. We've got a chat room there now. Also, we're using Substack exclusively for post. I'm really liking Substack, uh, Brother Ron, Sister Miriam. It optimizes very well. Uh, Think of it as, you know, your blog, your Facebook page, your wall, all in one. And um, free subscriptions over there. 
and a lot of people have went over there because the censorship is not such as you find on other platforms. You can talk freely, at least right now, about any subject you want. And uh, I'm really liking it. And um, it also, it acts like a MailChimp. So, you know, we, we were banned on MailChimp uh, back during the last election just for sending out an email for people to pray for Trump that there was uh, potential for voter fraud and MailChimp killed my account I'd had for years. No advance notice, they just deleted it. So that can happen out there. So, you know, um, it gets frustrating when you build up a platform only to have your legs cut off. But uh, Substack seems to be where free speech, speech reigns. So I moved over there. Y'all can go to omegaman.substack.com. That's where I put all my uh, alerts. I just sent one out today. So I encourage people to go over there and check it out if you want to see what we're doing and where we're at. That's all I wanted to say. Omegamanradio.com. Uh, we will see you... Good. Next week? Oh, wait a minute. Yes. Omega Man Substack. Is that it? Omega Man uh, Substack. Man, uh, dot Substack.com. So Substack.com yeah. is the website. Anybody can set up a blog there. It's a great way to put out articles and stay in touch with an audience where you can talk about anything you want. And um, I also set one up. Mine is simply Omega Man dot Substack.com. But there's a link to it from my website. But if y'all remember my website, uh, you'll find everything you need. We also have two two new podcast archives. We're using Podbean now. It's working out pretty good. And um, that's where our programs are being uploaded, including the one for tonight. I'll be putting it up there shortly. Yay. Okay. Just Thank give you a heads you, up. Shane. Absolutely. Um, hey, and one more thing. You know, with all this controversy over over. Uh, sex, gender, color. Wouldn't you think that the White House would stop being hypocritical? Isn't the White House racist? Why don't they call it the Brown House? Um, <laughs> in favor of the Sodomites. That's all I'm going to say. But I mean, come on. Um, White House, why don't we call it the Rainbow House? <laughs> no, I don't want... Listen, that's oh, sick. No. What they're doing? They hey, put a uh, rainbow flag Obama, up. Obama did that. He did that. <laughs> but you know what? I heard uh, a, a known preacher yesterday, uh, two days ago. He said, "Well, fathers get one day, mothers get one day, Jesus gets one day for Christmas, hmm. and he also gets one day for his resurrection. Thanksgiving, we get one day." Why does the LGBTQ get a whole month? Isn't that the truth? <laughs> the ha this country's went mad. It's like an ape house from Planet of the Apes. Love you both. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> Excellent. Love Thank you, you Shannon. Okay. Shalom, bye bye. Shalom, Shannon. Shalom. Folks, folks, when you try to go on through the garbage door, the back door, all you're going to find is brown. That's what I hear. Uh, so they, they ought to at least be, I mean, you know, uh, truthful. It's no longer the White House. It's the brown house up there. It's like a piece of uh, caca. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay.